Hey yo! Welcome to season two of the Arts Podcast. For artists, for artists, by artists, by artists. So artists can talk about anything that we want and desire. I'm your host. I'm your what? I'm your host, Eric Curry the Third. Getting bigger and better this season, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for the show. One. Hey yo! Welcome back to another episode of the Osball Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Curry the Third, and today, why you got your mask on, bro? Does it say you can't get in the joint without the mask? On, <laughs> or follow all rules and regulations here. Man. I could I could do like this for everybody to see, and I'm gonna go back to it. And we not six feet apart. So. <laughs> we not fully social distance, so you got. Meet in between. Hey, man, I got this fool, this clown. <laughs> I got, I got family. I got, I got family on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We got a, got a singer. We got somebody that's been toured all over the world. We got uh, somebody who co-owns one of the biggest clothing brands in the DMV right now, uh, and everywhere else. It's popping right now. We got Mister Trey Walker, aka Trey, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. T R E. The T R E. Realest ever. The, I don't know about that. That's what it stands for. Is it? T-R-E. The realest ever? Yeah. You just made that up just now? No, or you been nah, had that? I you, mean... You been had that? It goes back. It goes back like how many years ago? It's like Cadillac car seats. Oh, right. <laughs> spinal cord. Oh. All <laughs> 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 oh, right. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, first things first, how are you doing today? Or I'm tonight? Cool. He, got, he got us on the late night, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm a little the- tired, man. You know, Saturday's a big day at the, st- at the, at the museum. Yeah. See, you got the chain. You iced out right now. How much? How much that cost you? Just like how, how just a little dinner, sweet. How many sweet dinners that chain sent my family? Like? <laughs> <laughs> None, zero, <laughs> zero. Oh, you got it. How much that got you? Like cool, a cool five. Uh, we got a group deal because uh, some of we got it together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, you just you just told Johnny to put it on your tab. We got group deal. You, you told <laughs> you got you got bring more on here. He'll let you know the specific. <laughs> <laughs> um well let's just jump straight into it. Um Trey, before before torn before opening the museum, before touring the world with Wale, mm-hmm. before going on tour with Jay-Z, mm-hmm. J. Cole, or Big Sean, all these big name artists, mm-hmm. right? Who at the time we all went on tour of them wasn't nothing. Right. Was was basically trailer pop was, trash <laughs> when it comes to artists. When it comes they to was like, just starting out. <laughs> Oh, I like how you know where you put yeah, that. It was, <laughs> it was just time. starting out. But before all that, before starting off with UCB making the greatest go-go song to ever exist, mm-hmm. before all that, you was known as one of the district's best quarterbacks. Oh, of course. And, well, let's not say of course, like your athletic nah. ability is just <laughs> out of this world, though. It was. It was, but it's not now. I mean, we don't know. I ain't even out there. I bet. Well, I want to know. I you know, know. You know, when people talk, that motivates me. <laughs> you know. I want. Well, I want. And, and then you go to Carroll for on football. Yeah, I got recruited to go to Carroll for the football scholarship. For football scholarship. Can you speak up a little bit, sir? Yeah, I got recruited to go to Carroll. Thank you. That's on that's, a football scholarship. That's better. That's better. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, tell me about that, and tell me how that, that uh, uh, affected you and molded you to be a leader on and off the field. Well. <clears throat> 
Uh, I had played for like a little league football team, Lamar Briggs, the mm-hmm. Steelers. And uh, at the time, that organization was just coming back around. They had they had been. Uh, I, I guess I'm hearing that they was good, like maybe in like the '60s or '70s or mm-hmm. something. Then they had took some years off, maybe a decade off. It was no organization. Mm-hmm. So I think when I came, it might have been the second year that they were back, you know, back in in um, little league football. Mm-hmm. But they had a, a group of, of coaches that was just like some of the most solid, like guy, like they was just those was those were men, men's men back mm-hmm. then. And it was more like a rice of passes. It wasn't just you know football. They taught you football, and they taught you to. They went above and beyond with the game and the sport, mm-hmm. um, teaching technique. Mm-hmm. But then, on the other hand, they were also teaching you how to be a man. So it was like a rice of passage. And, yeah. you know, being a quarterback and also back in that time playing basketball, playing mm-hmm. point guard a lot, you have to be the leader on the field and on the court. So I think I was maybe seven or eight when I started that. Mm-hmm. So I was always put in the position of, having a communal mindset, thinking about the community or thinking about the whole team because they was following me since I'm the since I'm the leader. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you, you have to have a, 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 a non-selfish attitude when you lead in men yeah. because they got to, you got to know how to follow to know how to lead too. So, yeah. you, you know, you got to know how to get down, you know, mm-hmm. get your hands dirty and all of that. You, you got to lead by example. It's just a lot that goes into leadership. But when you play a sport like that, that's that that's that combative and that's mm-hmm. that physical, you know, it it, 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 it it taps into who you are and how your character is early. And mm-hmm. if you can get that, you can get through um, – you could tap into that at that early in your life. Mm-hmm. It'll help you with your with your character and your integrity moving through life. So, the sports was was great. Mm-hmm. I was I excelled mm-hmm. on the field. Did you? A lot of people my, said my, like, my, my playbook used to look like a my playbooks was 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 bigger than my homework. It was more. <laughs> I'm serious. I was calling audibles in like fourth and fifth grade at the line of scrimmage and all. For real? Yeah, dead like, serious. Like you will call. Audible you can interview other. You can interview other people that you know from that from that, from back then. Like hey, you, your father will tell you. Like you was calling like at your the line. Will tell you he he didn't even play on our team, but he used to see what we used to do. Like at the line, you used to just change up. If I could, it, yeah. When we we did scouting reports, we watched film. We you know what I'm saying. We, oh, uh, we watched film too. We yeah. So I'm saying like. You know, you had to read the defenses, and mm-hmm. we had stuff designed for certain teams. Not necessarily a lot of the DC teams. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of heart, but they didn't have discipline, and they didn't have the intellect yeah. for the for the game. They just mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, play. But yeah, gotcha. when we had to go play against them Maryland and them Virginia teams, mm-hmm. yeah, we had to be prepared. They was on another gotcha. level. Uh, um, did that mold you? How did how did that mold you? I'm not going to ask did that mold you because of course it did. But how did that mold you as a leader on stage at the Go Go? Um, see, at the go-go, I was, I'm more so, I wasn't really the lead Mike. I was mm-hmm. the lead singer, but Rob Mikey was the lead talker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think between me and your, and your dad, mm-hmm. we kind of just, uh, you know, had some of that discipline instilled in us from the sports mm-hmm. that we just led by example, um. Just by example, led by example more so. Yeah. We weren't in the leadership position, but mm. 
just the qualities and the character characteristics that you have, mm -hmm. it can make you a leader. You know, like a charismatic leader, and yeah. people to just follow you. You know, yeah. leading by example. Mm -hmm. Now, UCB. Yes, sir. Before we even get into UCB and how impactful that was, not to only GoGo, -Go, but to the whole DMV, mm -hmm. whole community as a whole. Well, the whole world, because y'all went worldwide with it. Yes, sir. To go-go, to get them slumped, to all that <laughs> worldwide. Before we even get into that, how did you get started into in, into UCB? What was your introduction? Um, well, I had to go back... Um, when I was in like nursery school, you know, I used to be in a lot of the, I used to be in a lot of the play, plays <laughs> and stuff, right? I gotta give you the backstory. Is so this but being, is this a part of the story? Yeah, All this right. is high. Okay. So so we, I used to be I was already in uh, you know, theater and mm -hmm. you know you know, like what you be doing. Yeah. I, I was great at that too. Okay, um, that's another story. That's another day. But yeah, no, we used to be we used to be doing plays and then um from nursery school, elementary, mm -hmm. I was in the choir early when I went, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of those, back then, elementary school, you had to be like in the fourth grade mm -hmm. or up to be in that type, type of stuff, but mm -hmm. they used to pull me from first grade to come do that stuff, so I, I thought that I might knew what I was doing a little bit since mm -hmm. they used to be so pressed, but I didn't get it back then. Gotcha. So then as, as I moved forward, you know, uh, started playing the piano and all that, but the sports world, mm -hmm. when I was like eight, nine, it, 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 it took over my mind, so I gave up mm -hmm. the music because I thought it was, I, I was it was like too soft for me at that time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, no, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I used to have my mother. I, I had to make my mother come on. I used to we used to sing. Um, we used to go on the road and sing. Mm -hmm. It was a it was a it was called Region Five. It was a choir, yeah. and it had like the best singers from. Like five five different elementary schools mm -hmm. in in uh, DC, yeah. and they would send us to like do concerts. I think we did something with the boys choir Harlem mm -hmm. before on the same bill, but we used to do that and go out of town. And I hated it because <laughs> I couldn't relate at the time. You know, I'm mm -hmm. used to everybody around my way and all yeah. that. So I told my mother come one day. She came and then she's like, "Okay, you don't gotta go back no more." Cause she's to me they was weirdos, but yeah. I didn't know better back then. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I just, so in another word, yeah. it was soft to me, so I wanted to play sports. So the once I, once I, uh, I'm going to say when we got about 14, mm -hmm. me, G Money, Mike, Rock Mikey, and Mike, uh, brother Dundee, mm -hmm. Volante, I, I called him Dundee, um, we had a band called Temperatures Rising. It was mm -hmm. just an idea mm -hmm. for the band. So then we used to act like we, you know, make up songs and stuff. But then mm -hmm. I'm gonna say like a year later is when we really started to like try to get equipment and mm -hmm. we really was thinking about starting the band. So that's when we when we started uh UCB. At the time it wasn't UCB. Mm -hmm. It didn't really have a name at first, but I was in a pet band at school and one of my friends, uh, we we was going over names mm -hmm. and we came up he kinda came up with that with that concept and I was like, I'm gonna use that for my band for real, mm -hmm. like uncalled for. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's how uh we got the name. Mm -hmm. Me, Rock Mikey, G Money started UCB. Mm -hmm. And I named it Uncalled For. So yeah. UCB is the uh initials for sure. And UCB, right? When that started, 
and where y'all and where that took y'all is crazy, right? Right. Y'all were celebrities in high school. Right. Y'all was celebrities in local. high school. <laughs> local. Local. Nah, but like, nah, but that's yeah. real. Y'all were local celebrities. Like, I don't think like for all the like young people understanding like for like watching this. There were celeb like real live celebrities, like people used to go to the go go, watch mm -hmm. them, see them on the street and be like, Oh my god, those are the people from UCB. Yeah, because in DC we didn't care about like the the rest of the world kinda looks at like Hollywood and mm -hmm. other, you know, stuff as them celeb those yeah. celebrities. People in DC don't care nothing about none you of performing that. at the go go. They care about the go go, yeah. They yeah. So you could see a go go artist and they would hold them in a higher regard than like you know, Denzel a national artist, like yeah. something like that, yeah, yeah, no more, yeah. So yeah, that's how it was. Yeah. So what was that? Was that overwhelming for you to be so young and for you to be getting that much attention? See, you gonna laugh when I say this, mm -hmm. but it wasn't overwhelming for me because that's the same type of fanfare that I got Sorry, from. All right, thank y'all for watching the Us Bob podcast. Nah, man, serious though. That's I used to get that. We used to, I got the same fanfare, so I was. I was used to that. Mm -hmm. Like people, people, people that I didn't know. You know, at, when you making noise on that field, like you were. Mm -hmm. And this is we talking lowly. This not even high school sports, mm -hmm. but you, you talking lowly. You making that type of uh, noise. Mm -hmm. People are gonna start coming. I, I knew a lot of people in in our inner city mm -hmm. before I was twelve. Yeah. Before I was twelve, I knew a lot of people from all different sides of town, mm -hmm. all different neighborhoods. We all, you know, play sports. That was a big thing. Like. Yeah, like at, at that time growing up, when DC being the murder capital, mm -hmm. if you didn't play anything like football, like physically or basketball or mm -hmm. baseball or other sports or box or yeah. go hard, mm -hmm. you was a sucker. Mm -hmm. So that was you had to make your name in that for real back then. And and so when UCB really started to to get its to really start being serious, right? We all really started being like, all right, we got the band, we got everybody. Nobody wanted to promote y'all. Yeah. Nobody we, wanted we to did, push UCB out there. Y'all had to do it by ourselves. Do it by ourselves. Young so. black, hey, this is a lesson. I'm, hey, I've been dropping gems and all these. Sometimes <laughs> you just gotta do it yourself. There was the first young black business. Young black business owners, you couldn't be mad at them. They promoted themselves. Sometimes you gotta promote yourself. So what we did, what we did was we used to um, want to open up for like, Backyard and mm -hmm. red essence and stuff like that. So, you know, they used to try to make you pay mm -hmm. to be on shows, but we had too much of a following. Mm -hmm. So, we weren't trying to do that. So, um, then we started to see our worth, and a lot of the promoters didn't want to really get behind us. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the politics was with that, but uh, we just said, all right, we're going to do it on our own, and we just started to get our own venues. But that was after the that was after we acquired management from Mr. Carter. Mm -hmm. He was definitely like a guardian angel to us to help us transform from being just mm -hmm. D.C. neighborhood kids into actually polishing ourselves up to be yeah. musicians and men. For mm -hmm. So he, you know, he gave us that. He helped to plant that seed to be, you know, do things mm -hmm. on your own, be independent. Um, we had record deals offered to us back then, but mm -hmm. they just weren't. They were just slave deals, but mm -hmm. you know, some people at the time probably would have just took a deal just to, because it was a record deal, mm -hmm. but not knowing the economics of it or not knowing, you know, is it a good deal or not? That's what Mr. Carter helped us to learn. Mm -hmm. So 
doing our own shows, promoting our own uh, venues, <clears throat> it showed our worth to the rest of the mm-hmm. go-go world. And we ended up four or five nights a week for 10, 10, 12 years straight. Seven. Five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred people a night. Yeah, yeah. Even weeknights. Doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm in the tenth grade, eleventh grade, going to school with a pocket full of money from. I remember sold out shows. I remember this story that that uh, tells all the time about child the night before the SAT. Y'all had a show. Yeah. The night before the SAT. Yeah. Your mother dropped the draw law. Y'all ended yeah, up probably. Y'all ended up getting a ten. You ended up getting a high. Uh, yeah, a I high drone. He ended up getting a ten something right after performing. Yeah, we getting on stage yeah, at like two, in three morning. in the morning. And the SAT was at like eight, seven, <laughs> or eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate how you saying that so nonchalantly. Like, yeah, the, the SAT was just at like that, seven, that come eight, from, or something like that. That come from the sports world. Gotta go hard or go home. All right, so, <laughs> so, um, UCB, y'all selling out shows, y'all picking up tracks and really fast, like it's like happening, like oh yeah, it was happening fast, foot on the gas, like pum, right? Shows, a lot of money, a lot of women, getting no, getting no, no. Let's let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. A lot of money, a lot of women. There was Wendy's Jones all around. Not the exact museum, but all around town. They had the yeah, yeah you feel me? Then. <laughs> Then June twenty second, I don't know the exact year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in the studio. Do you know what? Do you know what y'all recorded that day? June twenty second. June twenty second. I don't know the exact year. I think it was like my like two thousand three, two thousand four, something like that. What? What we recorded? Y'all recorded "Sexy Lady." No, no, no. That was live. That was live. That was at your dad's birthday party. Oh, that was at his birthday party. We recorded it live. Yeah. Yep. That was a live recording when people here. Where? When did the idea come from? Okay, so that was 2005. 2005. 2005. So, um, in 2003, mm-hmm. in 2003, we had uh, in 2003, mm-hmm. we were um, we had a deal. We were um, Kenny Burns, but at the time was the vice president of Rockefeller, and yeah. him and Dane was interested in signing. A Google act. They were really interested in us, so we were mm-hmm. having communications with them, you know, and strong communications and going back and forth. They were really trying to seal the deal, make it happen, mm-hmm. sign us to a Rockefeller, which was on fire at the time. Yeah. Um. I ended up getting shot during mm-hmm. that time, and so I, I I wasn't sure was it did that turn them off because it was also simultaneously when. I'm gonna say a couple months after that, Jay and Dame had split mm-hmm. part of the way, so they might have had internal stuff at that same time. Mm-hmm. All that was happening at the same time. So when after all of that happened, it kind of gave me like a a calm or like a a peace mm-hmm. to try to figure out which how was I going to move forward in this business. Like, yeah. but all of that just happening, like the promise was there. You thinking it's your big break, and then all of that that happened at the same time mm-hmm. to nearly lose nearly lose your life. And your your big break is gone out the window yeah. that fast, and that company is part of it. Yeah, so it was like a lot. So I'm gonna say for about a year or two, about two years, mm-hmm. the rest of 2003, the entire 2004, and the beginning of 2005, we were kind of like blackball in the area. No, no venues wanted to have us there. 
no promoters, we were under investigation. Even though they was like the biggest act in the city yeah, at that time. The, the biggest young act, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was like, two, it was almost like two years of like soul searching. <laughs> and then I just started to uh, listen to some old records. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just listening to some old records. And I I'll never forget it was like, I think it was uh, early spring that year. It was like the end of February, early March. Mm -hmm. And I just was riding around listening to records. And I was listening to um, a record that kind of like, it just inspired me. And, mm -hmm. and how, how my creative process is, it just comes out the blue. I don't mm -hmm. sit down and try to make nothing or nothing. I, it just comes yeah. to me. So I was riding around and I, I was just singing the melody to mm -hmm to um, something that I was listening to and that's how I came up with the hook. Mm -hmm. so, um, the Sexy Lady Hook. And that was in February, March. Mm -hmm. End of February. That was like early March 2005. Mm -hmm. So when I sang it, I kept you know messing with it that day. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew it was something. So I said, let me... I called Mike. I said, I think I got something. Mm -hmm. And I sang it to him on the phone. And I guess... I don't know how long it took him, but he went and wrote something to it. But... Mm -hmm. Then I called your dad and I told it, I, I sang it to him. Mm -hmm. And he just was like, I'm about to work on something. Like, because mm -hmm. he, he used to, you know, take take the lead when it came to, like, the percussion. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to say March, we were just messing around with it. Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be something. But we didn't even get the, we didn't even, the band didn't even take the time to really listen to me until late April. Wow! Like because you know it's like it's it's when you're working with a lot of people and a lot of personalities and somebody say I got an idea. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to get everybody on the same page to actually listen. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. Why you not? Why y'all not trying to hear me? Because Mary Tijuana was already successful. VSOP was already successful. Super Smash. Smash Girl was already. And, oh, I, and I and I wrote those. Mm -hmm. I made those up. So I didn't understand. Like, listen, I'm trying to tell y'all I got something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But anyway. We found the man finally, you know, put mm -hmm. some um, time to listen and, you know, we, we put it together and mm -hmm. the first time we ever played it was like in May at Morgan State in Baltimore, mm -hmm. but the power went out of the show, <laughs> but Slump and Eric kept playing mm -hmm. and then the show was over. It was so many people. I never seen a response to a record like this. It, we That was our first, we just tested it. Mm -hmm. We And the power went out, so they didn't really get to hear, but like a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. Everybody kept asking, what is that? What is that? So mm -hmm. then we said, you know what? Oh, I think Eric's birthday was in the next few weeks mm -hmm. and we was planning the show. So we was like, we're going to play it there mm -hmm. and we're going to live record it. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody hears today. It was like our second or third time ever playing it. Then y'all played Sexy Lady then. But and remember, during this time, it wasn't no DSPs. It wasn't, nah, putting, it wasn't, this on, it wasn't putting this on Apple Music, SoundCloud, none Spotify, Tidal. But and, but guess what they did though? They didn't even sell. They wasn't even selling sexy lady. Uh, Y'all was giving sexy lady out for yeah. free. Yeah, we went and spent our own money and put print, we printed out like ten thousand copies and we we made sure there was only one song mm -hmm. on the CD. So you had to listen to that. <laughs> and then when they would start right back over again, it start right back over again. So and we had we just went to the we just the let we just. Hit the streets. We, mm -hmm. The leg work. Um, it was a lot. Uh, after we recorded it, 
Rob Mikey end up getting locked up. Mm -hmm. So he he kind of missed that build up process. He was there in the be uh, for the very very beginning, but then he ended up getting locked up. So mm -hmm. a lot of the leg work, you know, some people pitched in, but most of the leg work was really on my shoulders because mm -hmm. Mike was locked up. So yeah. you know, we we the face, so we had to you know work mm -hmm. the record, like going to clubs, going to DJ, going to radio stations. This is an everyday thing, an every night mm -hmm. thing on your own dime. Yeah. And and just, you know, that it's like working the record. So 93.9 was the first station to really get with it. But mm -hmm. um, I used to work over D.C. jail mm -hmm. and, and the juvenile um, jail, Oak Hill. So I used to go there a few times a week. And um, I was a youth advocate helping them get out and get back in school mm -hmm. or get a job and stuff. So I was doing that type of work over D.C. jail. And. DJ Flex and DJ Rico from 95 happened to be there for a meeting. Mm -hmm. We used to have these meetings with some of the uh, outside programs that came over to the jail. Oh, and I ran into them there, and they just was asking me, you know, what's been going on? How you been doing? Mm -hmm. They haven't heard from, you know, because at the time, Razzers and Backyard and those type of bands, they were so colossal. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they really respected us at the same as younger groups, especially with the younger groups coming after us. Yeah making their name sound so similar to ours. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it kind of yeah. confused, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So uh, so he said, what you got? I said, man, I, well, we got a new record that we put out a few, a few, you know, some months. This was like the end of 2000. This, it had been out for a few months. Mm -hmm. So I went and gave both of them. I just gave them like a, I had some in a bag. I gave both of them like five or ten copies apiece. I was mm -hmm. like, give them around the station. Tell me what y'all think. Mm -hmm. Flex called me back like the next day or two days later. It's like, yo, oh my God, this is something. We need this. Go, go, need this right now. He said, man, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a introduce it to the PD and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And from that point on, they started putting in their mixes and the requests just grew organically. Mm -hmm. People was requesting it. And then it kind of took a life of its own, but Flex helped it. KYS got behind it first, but Flex helped it get it to its peak mm -hmm. so it was really like it's almost over a year that it built up yeah. until it started to really like be added in rotation mm -hmm. on both stations at the same time all day every day yeah. you know what i mean but we didn't capitalize because there were no mm -hmm. uh uh apple, apple music, music and none none of of it was none of that no man but do y'all do you all right so before we even get to like the next question right do you think a sexy lady will be Way bigger than what it was if y'all had DSPs. Back yeah, if, if 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 so, to the young people watching, the type of momentum that that had, it would have been like, what's one of those songs that just you don't even they not signed, but then they just take off like a it'd have been like Throat Baby oh. or like a you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it'd have been like it had that type of effect or yeah. like a what's What's something else that grew organically? That like, grew uh, organically. what's what, what's that song with the with the with the dude got the club going up? Oh, I love that? That, I love that was yeah, like, yeah. like he wasn't signed. That joint it Not just yet. took a life yeah. of its own. Not it yet. was uh -huh. so it was one it was one of those, and it did, and it and we had a regional. We had a uh, we had a lot of love regionally, so mm -hmm. it extended outside of the DMV. It was in like the Carolinas organically. Yeah, nobody. Just, yeah, yeah. It was like DJs. Mm -hmm. Sending it out, DJ Analyze played a big part. DJ Alize played a big part. They were yeah. sending it to Shout their DJ to Zay, friends. Season three coming up. Yes, sir. And they and they just pushed it to their friends, and it was it was just organic. People took a liking 
of its own. We didn't add. Mm -hmm. We didn't work the record. We didn't. Um, we didn't uh, hire. You know. You mm -hmm. know. You could hire companies to try to push it to radio. We didn't yeah. do any of that. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, it was on rotation, or at least in mix shows mm -hmm. in sixteen to seventeen major cities in the country, mm -hmm. and we had no idea. Y'all ain't even know. We didn't know. People would we been getting calls, and people would be like, "Yo, they playing y'all on the radio and." Ohio and they playing y'all at the club in LA like we didn't know, man. But that's um, that's so, so random. We had we had social media and DSPs. Yeah, it would have been. And crazy. I was just about to say that y'all didn't have no social media, so it was no way yeah. like like how Five Nine be reposting like when y'all right, he be right. in the club and they be playing right. it now. Imagine right. if y'all had that back then. Yeah, you might be. You might have been super rich, but right now, if we, super duper. You, boy, you, you think we would have been doing this? I would have had a whole studio right now, man. Uh, man, look, man. I'm we not gonna get into that. But um, 2006 hit. Sexy lady taking off. Pew, mm -hmm. out of here. Right. Number one on the go go charts. Yes, sir. Was there for a long time. Yeah. Like, and I'm not even talking about just 2006 been there for a couple months. Yeah. Number one Google charts for a couple months. For a year. Because no nobody, because nobody was making, nobody in Google was making actual songs. Records, right. Except job. Right. Dig Wale's dig at dug. At that time. Yeah, at right. that time, yeah. at that time. Wale's dig dug. Mm -hmm. Come out. Same time. Around the same, same time. Start getting traction around the same time. Yeah. Y'all started getting booked for the same shows. Right. Give me, tell me your ideas. What was your first ideas about? So, how, how our connection with Wale came, because remember I had just told you a couple years prior about Kenny Burns. Mm -hmm. Wale had signed to Kenny. He was signed to Kenny Burns' uh, label. Yeah. And we had got a call from Kenny just kind of out the blue a couple mm -hmm. years later. Like, I want you to help my artist in D.C. Uh, I need you to help, you know, push him and, and because... Uh, <clears throat> Cause he he gonna he can be big. Yeah. And he had called. We still had never met had never met him. Mm -hmm. But me and Wale had was on the same like mixtape. Cause I had done music outside of the band too. Yeah. So we I was on a mixtape that he was on. But I did, I still didn't know that this was him. Mm -hmm. So um, me uh, going out working the record like mm -hmm. I said. Cause Mike was locked up, and you know the band, yeah. the musicians, they mm -hmm. already do a lot. Yeah. So it was that's part of a frontline job. You mm -hmm. got to do the legwork. Mm -hmm. So I ran into Raheem Devon, was talking to him about a remix. That's why I had went out that night to yeah. go to holler at Raheem, and then mm -hmm. that that same night I left there and went to Platinum to go holler at Zay. Mm -hmm. And I ran into this kid came up to me and was like, "Yo." He was talking about, you know, he was a fan of us, and mm -hmm. he was talking about things, and I'm like, how did he even know? He's talking about old stuff that he saw uh -huh. or remember, and all. I didn't know who he was. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at him like, who is this? <laughs> and then he was like, I'm Wale. I'm, he like, I'm like, who? He like, I'm Kenny Artist, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I know who you, now mm -hmm. I know who you're talking about, you know. Yeah. So we was talking, and then like the next day or two, mm -hmm. we just started getting together, going to studios, and going to meet with producers. He, I was mm -hmm. taking him around the city. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how that relationship uh, formed. But we kind of like was on the same page as far mm -hmm. as like trying to merge the hip hop and the go go, mm -hmm. and to take it further than just DC. Yeah, that is where we w had a meeting of the minds. We really mm -hmm. was on the same page and knew that it was going to take more than just. It, it, we needed somebody that was articulate enough yeah. to break the doors because a lot of the. A lot of the rappers that we that we had at the time mm -hmm. were, were were speaking on 
for lack of a better term, their experience is more so in the streets. Yeah. And it was kind of like horror stories or it might have been, you know. Mm-hmm. At, and the time, the city was changing. Gentrification was kind of really taking flight. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we just needed someone that, that wasn't speaking on those subjects. Yeah. Especially after what we have been through being blackballed mm-hmm. with, you know, Rock stuff that would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, blackballed by the, the venues in oh, D.C. Yeah, after, yeah. I had, mm-hmm. after, you know, a lot of stuff that we had going on. Yeah. From our from our neighborhood and mm-hmm. stuff following us, so we wanted a clean slate and a, and a, and a clean look. Mm-hmm. So um, Wale was rapping about dunks and college and stuff yeah. like that at the time. So I'm like, that's way better, better of an avenue, yeah. you know. So we um, it took me a, a while to convince my band to kind of get with the program again, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I just knew that it was bigger than him. Mm-hmm. I knew it was bigger than. Myself, I knew it was bigger than our band, mm-hmm. and I knew uh, for me, I'm not sure. I can't speak for everybody in the band. Mm-hmm. For me, it was about opening up the pipeline and the door to for Washington D.C. music. Mm-hmm. So the some of the sacrifices that we made, a lot of the kids, they're not even gonna care mm-hmm. or don't even know what we did. But that is why we put our energy and resources behind Wale because I knew that. The industry was going high and by us mm-hmm. if it didn't work for him. Yeah, it would have been very hard for anybody else to get a chance here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that's that's why we did what we did. So possibly a lot of the guys that you know mm-hmm. the, these younger rappers now, you might owe some of your career to what the sacrifices that we made. Yeah, and y'all ended up playing. Dig Doug with Wale. Y'all ended up just... We, we ended up starting to go uh, do shows. We were on the same shows, and we would yeah. let him perform with us. Mm-hmm. And then we started to, you know, kind of help craft his live show. Yeah. And and, and marry some of the uh, the music. And then he mm-hmm. had he had these dope young producers, Best Kept Secret, Tone, mm-hmm. P, Craig, and Juju. Yeah. And they knew how to produce the go-go, but to make it be in, like, a record form. Mm-hmm. So it could be received by people that wasn't from this area. Yeah. More palatable mm-hmm. for them to um, be able to understand it, and so with him having that type of sound, it was it was real. It it, it was it blended with what we mm-hmm. were doing a little bit, so we could we could better uh, execute when we would have shows mm-hmm. in like West Virginia, North Carolina. Yeah, because we used to do a lot of those college shows with all yeah, the I did. rappers. I used to do a whole bunch Delaware, of college shows all over the yeah. HBCUs, all up and down the East Coast. Like I said, we Y'all was kind of like that regionally, yeah. yeah. And they, and they the colleges used to book us because you can't book Buster Rhymes, Neo, the Dipset, mm-hmm. Rick Ross. We used to be on shows with them back, Young Guns, back in 2002, three, yeah. four. Mm-hmm. You can't book, but see the PG, DC, Maryland, uh, Virginia uh, kids were so deep at a lot of those schools. Mm-hmm. They requested go go. Yeah. But a lot of the what the the compromise was well, we need somebody that's original. That's why they kept. Booking us because a lot of the other bands, they what you gonna they get just, up there and play the songs to these <laughs> these other rappers that we just, just book on, but you can't do that. So that's nah. why they used to book us. Yeah, for a lot of that stuff all the time. And y'all was, it was the swag y'all brought to it. Right, it was different. Then Ralph coming in and him wearing all the stuff, and I remember him talking about this on one of his mixtapes, like how they was talking about, oh, he got wearing the tight jeans and mm-hmm. the and the colorful shoes. Mm-hmm. Now everybody doing that, yeah, and how. And how y'all was 
was also doing that around the same time too. Mm-hmm. Y'all was y'all. We, we we were one of the ones in the go go community that actually cared about appearance. Yeah. And I don't think that that had been done since uh your EU and Red Essence days because mm-hmm. they used to have uniforms. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I'm gonna say not uniforms. No, nah, it, nah, it was like uniforms. Though it I was seen like tailor made. Yeah, like tailor made costumes. Yeah, so they looked good. It was about the showmanship. Yeah, that got lost from GoGo for a while, mm-hmm. and we were kind of aware that okay, you want to get out of these restaurants turned into clubs mm-hmm. and start really being in these venues, and I, I we could tell the way that the city was going mm-hmm. that we're gonna have to have our show tailored for. You know, to play in the nine thirty club and all yeah. instead of playing in the soup kitchen turned into a you know what I'm saying? Like that's we gotta have more respect for ourselves in the Google yeah. community. And we can't be looking like we just paid eighteen games of basketball and fixed two cars coming into the Gogo on the state. Like we knew we knew we that's what it was. And sometimes it is on the shirt. just not Go really on, a man. good it wasn't really a, a it wasn't a, a prideful I mean I just don't feel like that the people care too much about their mm-hmm. parents. That's what we kind of like started to focus on. Yeah. More. And then, you know, uh, some years later, uh, Listen Brand came around and mm-hmm. they really they really put the icing on the cake with creating certain dress codes and yeah. stuff. Like with the grown and sexy. Mm-hmm. And that kind of made people start to really, you know, yeah. pay, pay attention, attention to, to their, their appearance on the stage. Yeah. But they were a little older. So, of course, mm-hmm. we still was young and fly. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't no one no, uh, it wasn't no blazers and all yeah. that nah we was like wearing like supreme and baby stuff back then like all that stuff that's like cool now yeah. y'all was wearing it way back yeah. in the day i remember seeing, we were aware of a lot of it. yeah i remember seeing like an old raw picture with him like having vapor from like 2008 mm-hmm. or something like that and i was like what yeah what in the world and i don't know exactly which bbc bbc uh, all that 10 stuff. deep and all of that at the time everything mm-hmm um, and I don't know which Ralph mixtape it was. I might have been 100 miles and running. But it's the only, like, actual song that's published with Wale and UCB. And that's Sweating Now Weed. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Patch of Weed. Yeah, I don't know that was which, on one of them. which mixtape that was. On, that was on ours, too. We yeah, it was. That song. Yeah. yeah. What, um... How did that? How did that come about? I know y'all relationship was was building, but what made y'all be like, you know what? Let's let's hop on the song with bro. Uh, we had already did a couple uh songs, but weren't recorded mm-hmm. with him. We just, just we just used to do them live, and mm-hmm. um, he he was trying to help. Uh, since we had it was like a, I scratch your back, you scratch my back. Like mm-hmm. since we had helped him so much and helped him acquire his deal because of his live show and everything, mm-hmm. he always was trying to return the favor mm-hmm. so he was like just trying to connect the dots like yeah. people knew sexy lady all mm-hmm. over the country from years prior mm-hmm. and they still were playing it like they still do today yeah and they knew about this live dope legendary band a go-go band from dc that was mm-hmm. back in wale mm-hmm. but he was trying to connect the dots so people knew who we were yeah and say okay that song that y'all know that's the same song by these the same band mm-hmm. that's behind me. That's their song. Yeah. That's what he was trying to do. So that's why he did he wanted to do more songs with us mm-hmm. and get some visuals. Yeah. So people can connect the dots. Mm-hmm. It's just that a lot of people in our, at home 
they didn't have patience <clears throat> enough to let to let that process happen. Yeah. Because things were happening for Wale. That didn't mean it. They 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 wanted them to happen faster mm-hmm. for us and everybody else. Mm-hmm. When I'm trying to say, like, you got to be patient because he this is the first one that's making it to yeah. that that's level. That's even getting it to yeah, the point. Yeah, so where we you gotta you, we gotta make sure he win first before yeah. he can start bringing us along. Doing, uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he was trying yeah. to do it simultaneously, but you know, a lot of people, you know, they mm-hmm. they don't understand the process, especially if you don't believe someone that's mm-hmm. telling you. Or if you're not right there to understand, even if you are right there, a lot of people don't have that type of uh, integrity to say, this is not my time right now. This mm-hmm. is his time. Yeah. Let's help him win. And then yeah. a lot of people didn't have that patience or that vision or understanding. Yeah. And now, um, before I ask this question, I'm stop this. All right, we're back. Um, back. So we just. We're back. <laughs> so we just got, <laughs> so we just got uh, done talking about uh, y'all. You know, doing the Wale stuff, getting into that. And y'all was doing that stuff for a long time. Then, Wale was like, oh, I'm about to go on tour. I want y'all to, I want y'all to come with me. Mm-hmm. Story is, when my dad told me, y'all was like, yeah, you going on tour. All right, yeah, you going on tour, whatever. All right, BSOP, three, two, <laughs> one. Like, y'all was, yeah, I was we, not, we was kinda, <laughs> not messing We was kind of torn, uh... <laughs> Kind of like in the area, like I, like you said, we was getting booked on some of the same shows, so we just started doing our set together. Mm-hmm. Um, like 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 in the Carolinas, Delawares, West mm-hmm. Virginias, Phillies, and we was already doing that. So it was like it wasn't really nothing to it when he was like, "I'm about to start having my mm-hmm. own real tour and stuff." Mm-hmm. So his first one was an attention deficit tour, yeah, and we knew we was gonna be able to help him because we was. At the time, once we started doing those mm-hmm. those shows together, we was we was uh, basically music di- music directing his shows mm-hmm. for the live element because mm-hmm. he wanted to use a band. So that was nothing. That was like second nature when we started going on the on the tour the touring. But like uh, oh, and I not to cut you off, but before before we even get into further, because I know some like real music heads that might be listening to this, explain why the label. Didn't music direct y'all, y'all's um tours and stuff. Why did y'all? Why did the band have to do it? Oh, because a lot of the bands, uh, we were already a unit. Mm-hmm. A lot of time when an artist has a band, they have to go find individuals yeah. and put the band together and make them mesh. But mm-hmm. he had, he was fortunate enough to already have some people that was ten plus years in it and it was yeah. already you know one one sound mm-hmm. and you know knew what they were doing already so yeah. that was a that was a big cause that they key. didn't have to incur yeah so the chemistry was already there so um like i said we were used to doing live shows and he wanted that band element so mm-hmm. it was easy for us to like incorporate him into that yeah and attention deficit was the first tour but our real music school was when we went on that blueprint three tour with jay-z <laughs> and you was on stage Jesus with jay-z christ as a young tiger. Insert clip. <laughs> Eric editing this. Insert clip. Yeah. Hey, don't believe me when I was like, I was on stage with Jay Z. I was babysat yeah. by Pharrell while yeah, they was Pharrell, on stage. Yeah. That night was one of the best nights of my yeah. life. But um. Y'all went on attention deficit, 
And I remember the story dad told me that everybody didn't want to go. Yeah, everybody, everybody didn't want to go. We ain't gonna call out no names. Yeah, but everybody didn't want to go. And Some that, people said that they didn't want to. That they 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 wasn't really into touring. Yeah, they just cool with playing in the area. Mm-hmm. And we was like, what the fuck? We what did we get into this for? But, like, but that's when one phone call was made to one of the greatest P piano players I've ever oh, heard. Oh, Glenn, yeah. <laughs> My man Glenn got the yeah. call. <laughs> yeah. Said, hey, it was a couple days before y'all went on tour, like a week yeah. before y'all went on tour. Yeah. Like, hey, Glenn, about to go on tour with Wale. Do you want to go? Do you want to go? He said yes. Yeah. Now, y'all acquiring Glenn, it's like, it's like having a secret weapon. You're right. But once y'all get on the stage, it's not that secret no more. <laughs> it's not that. It's not much of a secret no more. You look at him, you be like, man, what is he? What is yeah. he hitting on? Put his Fingers on the keys. Yeah. You like, oh, that's what he's See, doing. Glenn knows theory and he knows how to play by ear and he knows, you know, he's he's trained and But where did that training and, come from? But where did that training come from though? It ain't come from Carol. Nah. It ain't come where it come from. Some school named after this great <laughs> this great musician. <laughs> Duke Ellison. <laughs> No, he went to. You know. he went to, he went to oh, that's why he got the introduction like he did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <yo. laughs> hey, Glenn, if you watching this, man, you, 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 you and Dave Chappelle, man. Who else came out of Duke Allison? Uh, Johnny Gill. Oh yeah, Corey yeah, Hawkins. Uh, Jamie Lawson. She's in the new Batman movie. Mm, okay. So yeah, so we got we got a couple heavy hitters. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but Glenn, he, he know he he know how he know how he's he's trained mm-hmm. and, and also, um, he understand understood the go go as well. Yeah, a lot of times yeah. you don't have that. Like mm-hmm. You got you know you, you got go go keyboard players that mm-hmm. don't really know nothing past that. Then you got a lot of people that's classically trained and all that, but mm-hmm. they can't when it comes to just freestyling and playing by ear. They can't. Boy, you know, Glenn is tough. So Glenn, boy. Glenn is like the best of both yeah. worlds. Yeah, and but let's really get into it. The breakup. Mm-hmm. Y'all was going strong for how for how many years? Would you say how many years before the breakup was y'all going strong? Like uh, going, going, going. Like fifteen. Fifteen years. That's how old I am now. Fifteen years. Y'all was going, and it was good. Mm-hmm. That's and that's when that was that was before attention deficit or after attention deficit the breakup. I just want to get the dates. Oh yeah, that was after. That was after. So and before before ambition. After attention deficit, before ambition. Right before, before ambition. Right before ambition. That's why I went to go right on ambition because mm-hmm. the band broke up, so I I ended up leaving DC. Yeah. To go you was on Atlanta. a lot of songs yeah. on ambition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, your check, your check got clear. You know, we gonna talk about that. Your, your check got clear for that though. The check, hey, back the check then, clear. Ten years ago. But is it still? But we know that them DSP numbers. Nah, is, that nah, the nah. check still coming though. Nah, you know, not I, like that. Oh, he don't want to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> he don't want to talk about it on the podcast. We we know though. We know nah, the truth. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> um, the young guys came around and. You know, <laughs> a lot of that, a lot of that type of good music back then is is not on the same level with popularity anymore. <laughs> That's true though. But um, 
Let's talk, but let's talk about it. Let's get serious for a little bit. We, yeah, we was playing a lot, but let's get serious. The breakup. So, so the breakup. Uh, for for. Two thousand nine, we mm-hmm. doing great things. We did the Patch of Weed video, which was a big video on MTV yeah. and BT, and got Spin Magazine top I was in twenty that videos too, by the way. of the year. Oh, yeah, you were. I, in that. I was in that joint too, by the way. And then uh, you and Dayla was yeah, in that. Yeah, shout out to Dayla. And then um, and then uh, we did the Blueprint Three tour in two thousand nine with Jay Z. So a lot of that was going on in two thousand nine. We had a mm-hmm. lot of uh, attention from the music industry at the time. Yeah, but. For the band, we needed to have a project. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing to get attention and love, and but you still have to. Ha- it has to be tied to some material. So, we we hadn't mm-hmm. had a project for some years, so <clears throat> I was trying to get some of the guys that weren't on the road that had stayed behind yeah. to get them to focus on getting material together, mm-hmm. so we could send it back and forth, and you know, once we get some breaks, we can get in the studio and yeah. try to put something together. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, everybody didn't have the same motivation and weren't going at the same pace. So it was like everybody. What do you mean by that? I mean, like, if I, like, while we were out there on the road, mm-hmm. we learned, because Pharrell and NERD, remember, was on the road with it us. It was. So I, I learned that a lot of bands, people that's in those groups that are big, they don't even live in the same city. Mm. So a lot of the stuff is being sent back and forth. They're working on stuff, they communicate. Mm-hmm. You don't have to all be right there all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was trying to explain to everybody. Like, Just because we're not all sitting in the same room don't mean work can't be being done and things can't be being that's created. Very, that's very true. So this is where the growth was different. Mm-hmm. A lot of people was just waiting for somebody like myself or whoever else mm-hmm. to, to hold their hand and walk. You know, well, I got this idea. Like, I can't hate but those listen, type of If it's a band, I can't be the only one bringing ideas. the bulk to yeah. the. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because then it's not the UCB show no more. It's the Trey show. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and then sometimes you got to step out of the way and let people have that freedom so they mm-hmm. can, because they might feel smothered by you or, or something. You but know? a lot of people can't though. Yeah. So I mean, that was just. I guess you know, time time will always tell. So mm-hmm. at the time. You know, I could not step away from from moving around because I still would move around with Wale mm-hmm. without the band, making all the connections. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we can do. I'm not shopping myself. I'm shopping <laughs> UCB. Yeah. So. So y'all can. So yeah. So it has to be somebody rolling. out there. Yeah. So it need to be something cooking up while yeah. I'm doing all this, and then I could come jump in. Uh-huh. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't working like that, and then so then. Going to 2010, it started to be. <clears throat> so while they wasn't really making no money at the time, it might look mm-hmm. like it was, but he wasn't. Yeah. So it started to be, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a back and forth with the label and mm-hmm. you know management about prices and stuff. So I'm like, okay, if y'all can't really afford us, then we will step away from the road. Mm-hmm. And focus on making this project. Yeah, I will still go pop out with him from time to time. Mm-hmm. But as a band, we're not gonna go on the road with him, especially if you can't af- afford. They the can't band. afford that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And which, it was which, a which lot of gave us, Which would have gave us time mm-hmm. to go put a project together. Yeah, we did that. Mm-hmm. But your dad was away. Yeah, he had just went away. Mm-hmm. I was moved back and forth. Mm-hmm. 
So that's only two people. Yeah. It's nine other people. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me y'all nine other people can't get together while at home and mm-hmm. make some stuff? It what? I don't know what was going on. Supposed to have been things going on. And everybody lived in we the same were, city. Y'all that's live, what I'm saying. Y'all live less so, than 30 so, so minutes what away are we from each other. Who are we waiting for? Are we waiting for me? Like who are we, you know what I'm saying? So why is it not nobody sending me stuff while I'm out? And look, we did this, we did that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm not sure what that what that was. You had to interview each person. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't do both things. I couldn't, wasn't there. I couldn't be there and there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't try to secure the future of the group. Mm-hmm. And be here trying to orchestrate everything, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Plus, I'm not the leader, as we discussed mm-hmm. earlier. So, <clears throat> um, so with that being said, that 2010 we took off. We didn't perform. Mm-hmm. We did like three shows a while later, the entire 2010. Mm-hmm. Then, cause I told the label, like if y'all can't afford the man, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we get. Then the end of 2010, we we was doing DJ sets. Mm-hmm. Me and Wale was doing shows with Wale with, yeah. with a DJ. Yeah. And I made way more connections, way more connections mm-hmm. out on the road. And they just kept asking for UCB, UCB. Yeah. So what ended up happening was me and Rock Mikey and Rashad mm-hmm. end up kind of like finishing up a project that we had been trying to piece together in yeah. the end of 2010 called The Blend. Mm-hmm. And we ended up, at the same time, simultaneously, me and my partners, who also own the museum, back mm-hmm. then we had started BOA. Yeah. And we had signed Fat Trail and mm-hmm. you know a couple of other artists did consultation for Shy, Glizzy, and mm-hmm. all of them. So at the time, we had that moving, and that was moving crazy. We yeah. had like... We had like almost a hundred interns under mm-hmm. us working for the company. That's what helped yeah. to make it blow up outside of DC. Like mm-hmm. we had two or three interns in almost each major city. Yeah. So I'm trying to get UCB to understand we have my company over here at mm-hmm. our disposal. Fars for marketing, for promotion, studio. Everything uh, that you need is I, right I'm in. delivering it. Mm-hmm. They're not understanding. Like, let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know what was going on. Like, but it's almost like it was kind of. Did I need to be home holding everybody's hand each step of the way? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm working for yeah. us. But then when I turn around, it's like nobody's like jumping to it. So mm-hmm. I'm not understanding what's going on. It's a lot of internal stuff I guess between members that I wasn't aware of yeah. at that time mm-hmm. so <clears throat> um gets fast forward to January 2011 mm-hmm. uh Rock Mikey and Wale had a disagreement yeah that I came in on late that mm-hmm. I learned about and I had to kind of try to straighten that out because I'm it was miscommunication on both sides, mm-hmm. I could say. So, but I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting offers for UCB, but we don't. We need to put a show together. Yeah. We got the project out now. Mm-hmm. You know, BOA had pushed the project, so it yeah. made more people than our just fan base in the area mm-hmm. be aware of it. So, remember, your dad's still your dad's still, still away. away. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm gonna say. February 2011. I'm so excited because we coming to the end of a little run. Yeah. I'm like, we'll go go home. We're going to get, you know, start having rehearsals mm-hmm. from 
from the material that we that made we on the blend yep. and then incorporated with some of the old material that we had. So we, we just trying to put a good 20 to 30 minute set yeah. together because people was offering us back then $5,7500. That's more than what you was getting in D.C. at the time. Super. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, no, we need to start doing this and we need to start creating our own identity outside and, of Wale. And that was just for 30 minute sets, 75 yeah. for 30 minute sets. But y'all was getting paid less than that for hour, right. 30, exactly. two hour sets. Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to get them into that mode. And mm-hmm. and also, like I said, solidify ourselves as our own entity away, away from, from Wale. So that was the whole. And UCB, not or it could Wale just be just band. UCB. Yeah. And we book without him. Mm-hmm. That's what the whole goal was. That's what he had been trying to help us do. Yeah. So get the rehearsal. We had a rehearsal at BOA Studio mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I told you we had Cause all. Because yours. Because, yeah, we had our resources right there. Yeah. Everybody didn't even come. To the practice, it was only a few of us, and you know we we, we I, I, I thought it was a good practice. Mm-hmm. Then Mike called me like the next day or two days later and said the band quit. I said what? Quit what? <laughs> That's what he said. He said the band quit. I said what you mean? I'm thinking we had a great you know <laughs> practice yeah. that be, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like what you mean? And he was telling me you know. They said they don't want to do this, blah, 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 blah. At the time, your dad wasn't there. Yeah. A lot of the glue from the front line and the back line wasn't mm-hmm. there. I'm back and forth. So this was this was new to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't I didn't know that this was going to happen because I'm, like I said, I'm trying to get us to be doing other things. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited that we actually about to start focusing on us. Yeah. Bro, they told, <laughs> when he told me that, I didn't even call nobody. <laughs> I just was a little bit lost, but then I lost my voice like a couple days after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just a mental thing yeah. or was it like a depression or something, but then mm-hmm. for like the next, I'm going to say like 8 to 12 weeks, I, I couldn't even really talk that good. Mm-hmm. I stayed in the house. I was living with GMO. We all had, mm-hmm. a, we had a big old two-level apartment together. Yeah. And they could tell you, I ain't even go nowhere. For like the rest of that, mm-hmm. it was like that was like March or April. That rest of that March and April and summer May, I ain't even leave. I ain't mm-hmm. go out the house because I was like, damn, what I'm gonna do now? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I didn't sign up to be like no man. That's real. You know, because that's all you know. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the time, I don't know how the picture's been painted as far as like with me and mm-hmm. it's things being my fault. But why the fuck would I wanted to be my? I didn't. That was what I had to do. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't know what else to do, so <clears throat> I'm not going to sit right here. So in June, I'm going to say May, June, um, we had some sessions with Wale. He had just got the deal with Ross and, and, and um, Warner, mm-hmm. and he asked me to come help him work on the album. So I was like, all right. So we was going to some sessions up around here, and then they was moving him to Atlanta, and mm-hmm. he invited me and Greg to come. Mm-hmm. You know, meet the label and stuff, and the work, yeah. do some work. We was only supposed to go to Atlanta for like a week. Mm-hmm. We went on the fifth of July. I never forget. We drove down on the fifth of July, planned on staying like a week, maybe two. We ended up staying for like five years. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were you, but then you was gone for a long I time. Was gone. Though. Yeah, I, yeah I, you I, was I gone for a long time. I went to that day to yeah. stay for a week, and I ended up staying for, for about four or yeah, five years. Yeah, you was gone for a long time. I yeah. forgot all about that. You was gone. All right, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but uh, we right back at it. I hope you remember what we was talking about. Yeah. I don't. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, so 
I ended up going to Atlanta. You did? Moving to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I didn't look back after that. When when I got that call that the band was done, mm-hmm. and, you know, your, your dad wasn't there or nothing. Mm-hmm. And I had put so much energy into that over the years. And mm-hmm. later on, I had a call from a couple of members and that, that called me and kind of like apologized from years ago they just was like in retrospect yeah. saying you was carrying that on your back a lot on your back for a long time blah, blah, you know it what was. i mean but but that was way before that yeah. so they had it was like this the, the, i guess the mm-hmm. the silence had made people retro Realize. had a retrospect to look yeah so but but and probably I, they seen what y'all was doing going on bt mtv on stage while they like y'all was still like even though UCB wasn't going, but like members from the band was still yeah, going. I'm on. glad you said that because somebody, it was. This is how the, the people's mind just weren't mm-hmm. mature. Some people, yeah. Somebody, I'm not even sure if it was somebody in the band, but somebody had raised the issue of of us when we would do stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Why is they using our name? Like as if that was a bad thing, and I'm like, you what you idiot. Mean, what you mean, you like, would, like when we would be around the country, it'd be uh-huh. like Wale and the legendary UCB. Oh, like I'm like, bro, like that's they're doing us a favor by doing that. They didn't have to do that. Nah, they need, but y'all need that's your name you, to be out. That's the point. The point was it to be. The point was to brand the name. After that, then UCB is up next and comes behind. They don't know exactly who UCB is yet. Mm-hmm. You just have to brand the name. But see, a lot of people didn't understand it's bigger than just one person. Yeah. So it, just because you're not there physically, mm-hmm. your name, your brand is there. Mm-hmm. And the plan was so the the brand or that group yeah. can come behind mm-hmm. after Wale, you know, establishes himself. Yeah. And then we can get the push and it's, and it's us. Mm-hmm. But it didn't, like I said earlier, it wasn't enough patience yeah. for that to actually transpire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so somebody has said something about that, like as if they need to take our name off if the whole joint ain't there. And I'm like, I right, but what? What's the purpose of us being there? Then? The purpose is not me. just to play behind him. The purpose is to create a lane for us so we don't need him then, in the future. Moving because then will somebody like. Yeah, Wale's show was cool, but who was that, that exactly? Band? And then they booked. That's what was happening. Yeah, but that's why. Who's that's that why. Band? That's why I was telling you I was so excited to get home because we mm-hmm. were getting offers yeah. for. I want to get that group. That who's and then, that, that band? And then that would have been everybody that mm-hmm. was that wasn't there and us. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the patience was not there, and yeah. the work ethic at the time from everybody was not yeah. there. So, so uh, once I got that call. And was uh, was telling me that the band was over. I didn't look back. Mm-hmm. It took me two months to even get over that. I told you I ain't gonna win. So I'm like, all right, well, boom, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. That's like a girl that you break up with because she wanted to break up. You get over it, and then now she now she pull bad. You now she you can't do that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm past that. Like I don't know. I'm just, I just know how I operate. Like once something like that is over, if we burn it, that's it. So I'm moving forward. It's out of and it. I didn't think of you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's out of it. I went on to Atlanta. Mike went to Houston and signed a deal with uh Steve Francis for his rap career. Okay. Boom. Boom. We got like I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then uh I started working on ambition. That turned into a fruitful situation for everybody. And that was the album that actually solidified 
while they in the music business. That's one of and the people at home in DC they didn't understand that. They thought that he, oh, he's there, he's arrived with that first album. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand the, the particulars and stuff behind the scenes with the label. He yeah. got dropped, blah blah blah. They didn't get it. That is what now mm-hmm. people was pulling on him at the at that first album. Mm-hmm. Why he ain't doing this, blah blah. blah. He wasn't in position to. Mm-hmm. Now you burned your bridge. But now with the second album, now he in position to do those things and to yeah. help people. But now all of the bridges are burned. So that's how we started to focus on the younger acts like that's your fat trails and all that. That's yeah, what I'm saying. The patience wasn't it. So now we're shifting the focus. Mm-hmm. Now that he can help, we're shifting the focus to these trails. new hip-hop artists in D.C. Shout it ain't about business. Go-Go no more. Because now go- all these young guys want to be rappers. They don't want to be in bands. Yeah, because well, right, so that's what I was just about to ask you. Would you say the go- that's when the Go-Go scene started fading it definitely for, for our generation? Because no, I remember at a time, right, where all where it was my dream to be a part of a band, right? Because that was because yeah, that was that cool. Because yeah. that's what my mom was in. That's uh-huh. what my dad was in. Uh-huh. That's what everybody that at the time who I looked up to. That's what they was in. That's what they was mm-hmm. affiliated with. They wasn't selling drugs. They wasn't right. playing sports. Everybody was in a band. Right. <laughs> I didn't want. I didn't want to play sports. I wanted to play drums. Right. 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 Then, after then, as soon as that kind of faded away, I'm looking. I'm like, well. Jay making all this money though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't see back y'all making this type of money. Yeah. So I want to rap. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's 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 how I, that's yeah. how it goes. So, mm-hmm. so that's why I said I knew that we had to make somebody make it for real. Yeah. And then the floodgates were open for everybody else, and that is exactly and what that's happened. What happened. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of people that was casualties of that process. Mm-hmm. UCB was one of them. Yeah. And some and. Uh, my career, solo career, if I ever had mm-hmm. chance to, after you know what I mean, a yeah. lot of that was. I'm not gonna say solo career. I'm gonna say some of my individual wants mm-hmm. and pursuits was sacrificed yeah. because of, you know to do that, and that's You're why. Welcome. I, and and so, so with BOA, mm-hmm. we had done a, such a great job with Wale with the ambition thing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the labels were, you know. They were honest. They felt yeah. like they owed us favors. They, mm-hmm. they they just wanted that 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 blueprint. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the uh, some of the people affiliated with QC mm-hmm. has said like y'all was a model. VOA was a model to them. Yeah. For for labels oh. like QC and all the yeah. We was yeah. moving. Yeah. At that time, we 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 was a model for Dream Chasers. But y'all was. But y'all Mika was. Mika always moving. tell you. Mika tell you. Yeah. But y'all was, like, was. But y'all yeah, was moving heavy though. Y'all was moving heavy. So. You know, um, so that's that that was moving, mm-hmm. and then your dad came back around, and that's mm-hmm. when he that's when he had asked me what I do a reunion show mm-hmm. with UCB, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I do a reunion show. I guess that was just mm-hmm. something they wanted to do. It had been a few years. Mm-hmm. I did that one at the Layla, and then like two years after that, no, we did us, the Howard Theater one. Tell us about the Howard Theater. So the Howard Theater one, um, we knew that a couple that of our friends was, was about to be coming home, mm-hmm. and also people had been asking for another reunion for real. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, well, if we do it, we got to do it. We got to do a big show. It can't be nothing yeah. small. Not at this point. Not after all what we've done and people have done. Because so. at this point, y'all not UCB. Y'all UCB. Y'all. No, no, I'm talking about at this point, 
they don't want DCB at this point for what we've done with helping Wale. Oh, and yeah. Us being Grammy nominated mm-hmm. and just the things that we've done, you know, in the music business yeah. collectively. Mm-hmm. You can't do nothing small, especially if we're going to be doing a UCB reunion. Like, yeah. So, plus we had made so much more traction mm-hmm. moving, going around the world while late with the Sexy Lady record. It's, it was still a nostalgic thing. Yeah. But at this point, it's a novelty. A lot of people didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing anymore. It's, it's a novelty, like a family reunion. Yeah. Or like, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what it is, like a once or twice a year mm-hmm. thing. It's not, it's you not know like what I mean? You don't, you, yeah, you don't do that. People yeah, y'all ain't finna get a reunion every week. Yeah, but people's <laughs> lives aren't even tailored for that. And then, the, and then, and then DC, we don't. Especially y'all's at yeah, the time. Yeah, like wasn't. I wasn't even living here. Yeah, exactly. Be, you know what I'm saying? To do no reunion. So, uh, we had got one of our friends that had some some money to actually. Do the show for us, cause mm-hmm. like you said earlier in the interview, we used to we didn't really work with a lot of promoters and mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. and not none of us really had the money to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing was, we asked, can we run it? Can we? You got the money, but let us tell you who to use. Mm-hmm. What we want to do promotion, blah blah. Yeah. So you know, we put the uh, orchestration on, and mm-hmm. it was a big success, and it was such a big success. I think it gave people a false sense of, oh, we back. can do it. Like, no, oh. it was a reunion, and that's what it was to me. Mm-hmm. Just a reunion. A reunion. That's yeah. it. And if we did it again, I was saying we could do it like twice a year. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you, your favorite artist might come to the Fillmore once yeah. or twice a year. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's not gonna come to the Fillmore. Every, every week, week. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because at that point, that's like playing at the go-go that's again. That's what I'm saying. Because at that point, that's like playing you're at the go-go. You're not going to have those same numbers turn out for you. Not you're like, not going to do not like, that's like how I was doing that. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. So, I wasn't with that at all. Like, yeah. I'm, come on now. That's, and plus, what you was doing with Wale was way bigger. Going on tours was way right, bigger. Right. And doing that stuff. And I want to speak on that, that tour life. Y'all was traveling... The world, mm-hmm. the globe, going on like world, like literally world mm-hmm. tours. Yeah, went on tours with Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Went on the cold tour. I've been on cold and tour. Y'all said, Rihanna, Nas. And y'all said, "Oh, we're gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about Rihanna in a minute because I got Rihanna's story with you." Um, and you <laughs> said, and you and I think the whole band said pretty much that they, that that cold tour mm-hmm. was the best tour y'all ever had. It was the best show we ever yeah. had. And and I remember these. It was a production. Yeah, and I remember these stories. Y'all made Cole switch his set twice. Yeah, he told us. <laughs> he said, "Nah, I had to. I had to. Y'all, y'all. It was too. It was too fire. It was in and out, quick, abrupt. Mm-hmm. All the hits, perfect. Like mm-hmm. it was too much hitting on all cylinders." He said, "I had to come take, come, go back and take some <laughs> stuff out of my set because he because all it was was he was trying to put so much of his." Catalog mm-hmm. into the show, yeah. Where you might have some lower points mm-hmm. or some more quiet spots, and yeah. he wanted it to be more, you know. So, mm-hmm. and y'all, and it was but we like we used to that. help Cole though. He he watched us how we prepare because he used to open up for us. Mm-hmm. So he did. He, he on, was returning um, on the Blueprint Three Tour, so he Blueprint was returning the favor. Yeah, on Blueprint Three Tour, uh, it used to be Cole Wale. Pharrell, uh, J. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that was the order on Blueprint Three. Mm-hmm. Yep, and um, but tell me how tour 
and being on tour and doing it with your with your friend. Well, I wouldn't even say y'all was friends at that Damn. point. Y'all was basically family uh-huh. at that point. Doing it with y'all, doing it with your family. How was that? How was I that mean, experience? that was a great experience because you got to share some of um, mm-hmm. you get to share some of your 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 life highlights with people that you know and yeah, y'all come from with. the same area yeah, you know yeah. what I mean a lot of the time people have individual success mm-hmm. in whatever field that they're in mm-hmm. but it's not the same if you get to share it like with it people so that you know even when you even in team sports team mm-hmm. sports is great and you build a camaraderie mm-hmm. but it's just even sweeter if it's if you have somebody on your team that's actually you're related to mm-hmm. like JJ White and his yeah. brother on the same mm-hmm. team now or or somebody that's from your neighborhood or your city, like that's on the same team with you. It's just even yeah. sweeter because yeah. you know where they come from and they know where you come from. So. Got you. And the just the connections that y'all made on tour, mm-hmm. the different people y'all met, and also great segue, Eric, bringing Go Go on. <laughs> yeah, got credit myself. Nobody else going to. Uh, bringing Go Go. On top, she was going shoot. You know, you know me. You know my, you know my body. You know my body. Uh, she was going shoot, but bringing Go Go on tour, right? Mm-hmm. But not just sexy lady, because wow, yes, yeah, sexy lady is Go Go. Y'all was bringing get him slump on Go to, to the world to the world to the world, right? Whose idea was that, and why? I think that was uh, Eric and Wale mm-hmm. idea. Um, because we wanted to highlight what the driving force is in GoGo. It's the mm-hmm. percussion section. Yeah. Just to make people understand it. And we know that even if you don't understand it, if you can see that live, your your body is gonna is gonna feel it. So Didn't y'all bring Pharrell to the GoGo? Oh yeah, we definitely took Pharrell to Tell see, Tell them. Uh uh Pharrell had performed at the Constitution Hall mm-hmm. uh on an NERD tour maybe like two nights in a row yeah at the back and he called me and Wale to come on stage and I did sexy lady while they did pretty girls mm-hmm. um I think both nights he we did he brought us out mm-hmm. and then he kept saying he wanted to go to see a go-go mm-hmm. so um we didn't go that night but it was another time he came back for something mm-hmm. and I called Polo and told him I wanted to take him to see TCB. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen that night either. I think he did <laughs> something at the White House he had to do. Oh. Unfortunately, Polo ended up passing away. RP Polo. And then a, a little while after that, mm-hmm. he came in town again. And that's when we really got to take him. I took him to see TCB at the scene mm-hmm. over there by the stadium and the Echo Stage mm-hmm. on that side street. And yeah. then I took him from there. I took him to see... Rare essence of the trade winds. I called the owner of the trade winds and said, "Yo, I, I'm bringing somebody." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you ain't telling who you just said I'm bringing somebody. I don't know if I told him or not. I think I told him. I think I told him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and um, I had called White Boy from Rare Essence and told him too. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, we want. We, I'm, I'm gonna make him come see y'all." But yeah, I wanted him to see that. Mm-hmm. And that good and, uh, from what I understand, that's when he went and made stir fry. Oh, so stir fry for the Migos that had been sitting uh-huh. for a long time. Oh, that just that music though, just the music, not the actual. Yeah, the beat. Yeah, he probably he wrote some of that too, so he yeah, might have made that. Yeah, and, oh yeah, probably. I don't know. I just know that mm-hmm. that when we that was in like twenty two thousand nine or ten when mm-hmm. we t- I think that was two thousand ten when we took him, mm-hmm. and 
when the when the stir fry come out in 2016? 17, 16, 17. 18, yeah. But Ti had it the same beat in 2014. He did. Yeah. Oh, I know. So that's what I'm saying. Like mm. I remember when we took Pharrell. He he said, uh, "Fam late." Mm-hmm. That was a part of NERD, and he was an artist from down there, mm-hmm. one of Pharrell's uh, best friends, who manages the uh, artist beat. Fam, yeah. that was my man. Fam said. Man, he about to go make a thousand beats after the night when we was leaving. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, he gonna make something crazy from there. So mm-hmm. I remember Pete. He he kind of implied something like that before too about some of the stuff that was Go Go inspired. A lot mm-hmm. of it came from that night when he yeah, went to when the, he yeah. went to the Go Go. But um, but back to get him slump. That how that uh, just getting that out. And was that was there any pushback to putting that out to the world? From nah, nah, no pushback. They actually wanted us to always do it mm-hmm. <laughs> at the shows. Yeah. And y'all just love... It's kind of like an interlude. Yeah, it was. It yeah, is an interlude. Yeah. It's like a great interlude, though. Yeah, to the show. It's like a great break interlude. Break up the monotony of the show. Man, though. if... Get em Slump is one of my favorite moments mm-hmm. of the show. And plus, just being behind the scenes a lot, being coming mm-hmm. to a lot of rehearsals, yeah. being at Drums Unlimited, being that I was, and you had some good input and suggestions. Oh, Bryce Harper! I'm <laughs> never, I'm never forgetting that. Y'all was finna start the show with Clappers. You, yeah, Bryce Harper and the other three you said. What other drum I say? Fish and grits. Fish and grits. Oh, yeah, I did yeah, yeah. say start the fish show with fish and grits. Yeah. Hey, I need to start writing these down. Hey, my check ain't clear yet, bro. Oh. Hey, bro, if you watching this, my check ain't clear yet. My check ain't clear. Hey. Look, Bryce Hopper and fish and grits. Mm-hmm. I, rem- I remember because I remember that Bryce Hopper jumped vividly because y'all was about to start with, with clappers. Yeah. And I remember hearing Bryce Hopper and hearing that boom. Uh-huh. Huh? Uh, and I was like, Clappers uh, way too much of a smash to start uh, with yeah. Clappers. Y'all need to start with something that's gonna hit just as hard. And but dramatic, yeah. yeah, man, bro. If y'all need some like set, <laughs> set organized, bro, call me, bro. Hit me up. I know all the man. It's whatever. But um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it for my questions. We went through everything going on tour, UCB, the mm. whole story. You even talked about when you was in preschool singing in the choir. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, you. You even talked about all of the money and women. All the money and, and women. Oh wait, speaking of women, oh you almost maybe forgot this story. I'll never forget this story. I and I was saved this story just to, just to tell you. I remember one time you was telling this story about. A show, y'all just ended the I was show. Telling the story? Yeah, and mm-hmm. Rihanna was backstage, and you was trying to smack at Rihanna. Oh, I'm gonna definitely go smack. And you, <laughs> you was trying to smack at Rihanna. Now I think I was saying we was at a. Um, this was like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. So Rihanna was still right after. What was the what was them early Rihanna records like? Good Girl, Rude Boy. She was good. Nah, uh, before that. Before that, like get. Shut up and drive. Oh, and shut, oh like yeah. So mm-hmm. she was th- trying to get from the good girl, try to go towards the bad girl. Yeah. And, and um, we had a show in L.A. Mm-hmm. and was at an after party. Mm-hmm. And this was at the time when Pretty Girls came out. Mm-hmm. So we was pushing that record. Yeah. And, of course, I was when we out of town, I was singing the song, with, mm-hmm. performing with Wale. And we was performing. And um, she kind of was, like, dead. But she was, like, like a, a hard stare, like gaze at me while I was singing, and I was just like, "Man, why she looking at me like that?" Like I'm talking about like a stare, you know. She got those 
beautiful, pretty, pretty, pretty eyes. eyes. So it's like yeah. it could be real like intriguing mm. and, real and seducing. Yeah. yeah. So we like so then, but <laughs> but see your dad and and them they noticed it. Yeah. They the ones that was like, hey, why she looking at you like that? I'm like, oh no. So pretty girl. I said, I'm hey. to, I said I'm about to go over there. <laughs> so I was gonna I I, I turn around and, mm-hmm. at the uh, table. I'm about to grab couple bottles of champagne yeah, and all that. To, yeah. and then i'm gonna go over there and try uh-huh. you know talk drink with her and who all that took but your shine buddy i don't know if they took my shine but as soon as i turned around it was while laying a couple of other people they was already <laughs> over there i said oh, i'm not gonna go over there <laughs> this is at the time at the time she was working a record too uh what you call them just came out uh, the joint with her and Jeezy, a go hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that was back hard. then. So that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Then we ended up touring with her again mm-hmm. later on in uh, Norway and somewhere else overseas. But mm-hmm. I never mentioned none of that back yeah. then. Yeah. Man, so thank you for coming on the podcast. You know, taking the time out, Mister Mister Museum. Um, I, the reason and the reason I don't want to talk to you about the museum, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to get all y'all on all right. so y'all can talk about the museum <laughs> together. Because right, cool. I feel like, because I feel like it will be doing the museum, it won't be doing it justice with just one person, You're right? Talking Absolutely. about it, y'all. We need the whole. You need the whole the unit. Whole unit. Yes, we need sir. you, Mo, G, everybody, of course, yeah. Trey. We need everybody, right? So, um, if y'all watching this, hit me up. Hit me up in the DM. Trey got my number. If y'all want to hop on, I got. Be, I'm ready. I got y'all. You know, fashion is art. Oh, I got my socks on too. Oh yeah, I got my. You looking sweet? Showing, showing love. Yes, got the sir. museum socks on too. You feel me? You could do a lot of those. You could go to the club. You could for go, sure. You could wear them fashionably, or you could wear them if you're great in sports like I was. You gonna win. All right. Win. So um, before we end this, uh, Trey, I'm gonna need to get your need to get your. It's a tradition that we do on the Arsenal podcast. Uh, I'm gonna need to get your dead or alive. Now, hello. Everybody that's tuning into the Arts Block Podcast, I'm your host, Eric Curry III. If this is your first time watching the Arts Block Podcast, hello. If this is your last time, well, goodbye. Uh, but <laughs> the Arts Block Podcast uh, has this tradition where it's called Dead or Alive. Now, Trey, mm-hmm. Dead or Alive is a segment where the artist on the podga- podcast gets to choose uh, an artist they get to work with that is dead or alive. It can choose. It can be one artist. It could be a hundred artists. Mm-hmm. Please don't choose a hundred artists because I still got to edit this podcast. Okay. But your challenge is you can't choose no artists that you have worked with already. Okay. You can't. So that's with Vogo okay. and in music okay. that's dead or alive. You can't choose an artist that you already worked with already. Are uh, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? Alright, I'm gonna go Tupac. Tupac. I'm gonna go Bob Marley. Bob Marley. I'm gonna go Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. I'm gonna go Prince. Prince. I'm gonna go Mike. Mike. I'm gonna go Stevie. Stevie. Sade. You saying these jumps a little too fast? I think. Was you preparing for this? Nah, but I know. I oh, already I know. Right. Sade. Sade. Anita Baker. Anita. Raphael Sadiq. Oh. And, uh, let me see. Am I missing anybody that I really need to um? Majid Jordan. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, and they still, yeah, I like them. Yeah. Ooh. Majid Jordan. Ooh. That's it? Uh, for now, that's all I can think. Oh, Scar- oh, Scarface. Scarface? Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Scarface. Yeah. All right. 
Mr. Trey Walker, thank you for coming on to the Usbot Podcast. Is there anything that you want to tell the people, anything you want to promote, push, tell them? Man, come see us up at the museum. Mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Or go online Sunday through Tuesday. Yes, sir. We welcome you. We're waiting on you. Uh, stay tuned for a project by a new group we have called The People. Yes, The People. Stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. On any any on any on given level, be it the back, black top, mm-hmm. hardwood basketball court, you know what I mean? He can get out there if he wants. <laughs> The field, we can go get the equipment, helmet, shoulder pads, get in the pit, whatever. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? This is a 40 year old man. And, and don't do drugs, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't do, do drugs. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Train a lot of kids, ladies and gentlemen. Train a lot of kids. Um, yes, remember that. Remember that. And, and, and respect our greats, man. Yeah, respect embrace, our greats. embrace our greats while they're here. Yes, sir. And embrace our greats like MJ. Yes. Embrace our greats, man. Thank you. Thank you, Trey, for coming on. Yes, uh, stay tuned for a new project for the people. I also didn't want to talk about the people because I do. That's another podcast I want to get everybody on. So it's two joints I want to get like a group joint for everybody. Um, Because again, I feel like that's a joint. The only reason I really talked to you about UCB that much was because you were forefront face in there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so all the group stuff, I want to get the group on, right? Perfect. But um, so that gave me a chance to come back. Yeah, give you a chance to come back. More fly too. More, cause I I, I was coming from work. Oh, cause oh yeah, he don't want to get the he want to get the Cuban. He want to get the Cuban. That's the that's how he got the he got the nah, tinny. Nah, want to be prepared. He got the he got the nah. He got the tinny on the. You say you got the what on the double R? I want to be able to match your fly. <laughs> for tuning in to the last episode of season two of the us Bob podcast i really do appreciate y'all for tuning in appreciate y'all for rocking with me uh 20 episodes deep this is a lot for a podcast hey. and i'm just and i'm just 15 years old ladies and gentlemen we just getting bigger and better every Whoa. single season let's go Whoa. season three 20 got- episodes what <laughs> and if what and better <laughs> <laughs> Follow the podcast at the Osbob Podcast. If you're listening, if you're listening on Apple, Apple Podcast, make sure you give me a five star on the review. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you turn on post notifications so you can be notified every time we post. Uh, remember that artists never die. And is there any last things you want to say to the people before we? Now you got everything out. Yeah, I got everything. You got everything out? All right. I'll see y'all when I see y'all. Peace. He, He loves y'all. Peace.